So if you missed last episode, I wanted to just refresh the heads up that I gave about the fact that we are talking about sexual abuse. We're being sensitive to it, but it still needs prior acknowledgement before you stumble on a conversation about something that's very intense. So yeah, let's get back into it. Uh, so how, how do you, like, where are you now with God? Uh, what's it, do you, do you believe in God? I, 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 my sort of stance on it, I'm sort of an apathist and, yeah. but I do believe that your belief in God is real. It becomes real to you as an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a reality that you live in, whether or not objectively there is a God. So I'm just kind of curious from that standpoint, um, where you stand now. How, like, have you been able to, uh, are you an atheist? Where, where are you at? Do you think about it? Um, I, I think that's it. I think I just don't think about it. Yeah. Um, again, um, the Midwest, it, you know, it's front and center. Um, is, so is I, I guess if I, is, are they very Catholic in the Midwest? Um, I mean, there's a large Catholic population, you know, like St. Louis is, is predominantly Catholic okay. uh, I don't to know. my understanding. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just, just religion in general, you know, I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot, it's, it's basically Christian all over the, the map. Did you ever feel um, like, like Catholic, cause did you ever feel like Catholicism was considered not Christian <laughs> growing up? You know, I, I, there's kind of I, that vibe here, isn't there? There is that vibe. And it's like there's there's Catholic and then there's this lower rung called Christianity. And then there's (laughs) – Is that how they see it? Everything. No, I mean it's – It's not necessarily how people would see it. It's just that kind of perception. You know, you have – like growing up, you have this – you know, the the Catholics are in one side of town and and had nice fancy houses and shit. Oh, is that how it was over there? Okay. Yeah, you know. Wow. Um, so there's a class element there. That's interesting. Yeah, to some extent, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would say now, like, uh, I don't, I don't, I guess I just don't have that, that same internal feeling about any of it. Um, like, yeah. I don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I don't believe in some sort of a, whatever one would want to call a God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I just don't, I, I guess I think about other things. So like, uh, so you, uh, would you say it's fair that you're an apathist in the sense yeah. that, yeah, that, that like, uh, what well, doesn't matter as long as I'm a good person. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that seems to be much healthier than atheism. <laughs> uh, and and a lot less militant, which is what, <laughs> which is what I can get down with. So, yeah, or evangelical almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Let's let, let me do this. I'm going to grab a beer. And okay, then, and I'm, then I'm and then grab a coffee real quick. All right, cool. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. What's my thesis? 
Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? And I am still talking to uh, Mr. A- uh, Tony Irons from Irons International, <laughs> <laughs> the famous corporation uh, that takes pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting you you bring up the midwest and um like kansas city and um i was uh i was also researching barbecue <laughs> <laughs> so is that i always think of it as southern is that a very big uh oh see it well i don't know um it, it i mean it's it's like east coast um you know, the Carolinas and Virginia, and then it goes down to Memphis. And then from Memphis, it goes like branches to Kansas City and Texas. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's kind of the, the barbecue stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, so so mainly Southern. <laughs> You're really going to make me talk, to bar- talk about barbecue right now? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just like, yeah, let's go light now. <laughs> yeah. How about that? You got another beer. You know, let's, let's go barbecue. No. Um, um. <laughs> so, so what was the, what? Okay. So like maybe what was, what's the Catholic church like it, 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 as you're a kid? Cause I, my Catholic church experience is very different. I grew up in Rome. So, yeah. so it's, it's very, uh, ornate and whatnot. And when I came over here, like, especially in LA, you got churches that are just in strip malls. There's like yeah. very little ceremony. And I think that a lot of like, um, like the Protestants, one of their main complaints about Catholics, among many, is that we're kind of gaudy with all that gold and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like Incense the original and all that stuff. It's the original bling, though. And yeah, like it's it's the same. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the hats are different. They're not Kangles, but <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, when you think about like just selling tickets to get into heaven, you know, uh-huh. like. And, and physically taking, you know, monetary goods for that. Uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah. But it's different because it's like a donation based system, right? Yeah. Like heavy guilt where everybody's (laughs) watching what you put in or if you put in anything or not, or if you just hand it off, it's Mm -hmm. crazy. Like it, there's a, there's peer pressure in that. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, growing up, um, I mean, it was a, it was a small Midwestern church though. And, um, you know, everybody sat in the same pew every single week. Oh, assigned um, seating almost like by, yeah, uh, just, just by, by democracy showing up. Yeah. Um, and so you knew who was there, who wasn't there and nobody moved. Like if, if so-and-so wasn't in the seat in front of you, nobody filled it. It's just like, we know they're not there. Wow. And <laughs> that's and then, you know, with the small town stuff, it's like that drives the conversation for the rest of the week. Um, you know, if what you're at the grocery it? store or something. Yeah. What, I mean, like to, where were like, they at? What kind of stuff, though? Like, because obviously no one's in the confessional listening to, to, to the real right, gossip. Right, right, right. Like, but no, like, what I are mean, they gossiping about? Well, I mean, the church became the social, the social area. So, I mean, you had... And any, it's, it's sometimes the only time you saw people throughout the week or whatever. Um, do you have, do you remember any, any specifics like that your mom came home and was like, Oh my God, 
<laughs> you will not believe what I just heard at church. Oh, I mean, that's that was every weekend. I mean, everything was an oh my god weekend. Um, Any memorable ones? Oh, geez, I can't think of anything right now. Oh, but then again, those were the weekends that your uncle was being talked about, probably. Yeah, I mean, or was that I mean, not not so much growing, not not so much in the beginning, but like definitely oh, that happened definitely, when, yeah. And, yeah, definitely once I left the seminary, mm-hmm. um, and then had to return back to my small parish because it it's I, I didn't tell anybody about that experience. To them, they just thought that I you had left the out. seminary. Yeah. yeah, and I I you know Tony didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and so that, that experience was weird because I was carrying that like guilt and grief, um, and probably showing it outwardly, uh, to some extent. Well, you, but, at some point you must've hit a, which is anger out of Dabda. Oh yeah. Da- yeah. Dabda is anger, denial, bargaining, um, um I was doing so good. <laughs> well, now people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yeah, so Dabda. So yeah, yeah. Well, how 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 are you acting out with anger and stuff? Oh, I mean, like, how, were you were you shooting pictures at this point? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was doing that, and um, were you I getting- think I, I was listening to really a great. I, I think that's about the same time that Corn came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Corn, Corn, Corn has that very specific uh, noise, uh, t- like the the sound f- for that. Like it's kind of emo. Um, yeah. No, I could see how that would. Like, I mean, I'm not that. That's not. I think it was emo before it was emo. But there is a very um, raw emotional thing, and I think that I could see how that would would resonate. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they even had that, um, they had that one, they had that one song that I think at the time, I still don't even know because I, I, I think I stopped listening to it. Um, but, um, I wrote corn a letter like saying, thank you for writing this song because I, I forget what it's called and I don't want to butcher it. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't, I don't know. I imagine like 10% of people are going to know what the song, <laughs> if you did know. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. So, but it was, I, I took it as like, uh, a, a pro homosexuality song. Like, uh-huh. a, a, a no, unity. they did have, and that was, and that was not normal back then. Uh, um, right. Yeah, that they they were very they were a little bit more woke <laughs> than they yeah. maybe get credit for. I remember that, and I remember that being a turnoff at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just to own up to like where I was at. But I remember that there was a lot of like homophobic um, hate on uh, on them like i remember people saying that yeah. that that just like or i don't even want to repeat the stories but like just like really uh homophobic <laughs> things like kind of like how people did things about uh uh richard gear and gerbils but like sort mm-hmm. of framing them in that way and right. and then like just sort of growing up and being like there's nothing wrong with them they just made really dark like uh 
I think maybe their main sin was being too mainstream. Yeah. Uh, like having too much of a, like blowing up too much. And, and that's probably where they got their resentment. Cause then they weren't hard to yeah. the hard kids, which is always the problem. See, I, I was going to say that it was a baritone guitar was their main problem. But. <laughs> <laughs> is, that what, is that why it sounds so Seven dark? Seven strings on a guitar. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. But I, I actually wrote them a letter to their, like, whatever fan thing, thanking them. Cause, I mean, that's just where I was at at that time. And um, Yeah, yeah. No, I told – dude, like, I mean – I got back uh, – I think nowadays, sorry, just to, nowadays it would be considered brave to like something mainstream like that, right? But back then it was a very different thing. So I think right now you're like, all the millennials are like right on. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, tell us what you liked, man. I like Third Eye Blind, man. I'm not going to fucking lie. And then I listened to their song, uh, Semi Charm Kind of Life, too many times. Uh And then I was like, fuck, it's stuck in my head and it's a nightmare. (laughs) Because it's so catchy. (laughs) But yeah. There's some good albums they have, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They have really good tone and very well produced albums. That's what's really good about uh, Third Eye Blind. And also Korn. They, they, you know, like we're, we're both, we're both tone heads. You and I, we like, we, we, we like guitar pedals. So, so like, that's the other thing. Like they were making sounds that, uh, that were very specific so, uh, 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 like, I, I think I immediately my, my word was noise. So you wrote them a yeah. letter? Yeah, I wrote them a letter uh, thanking them for writing that song. And um, I was expecting, like, uh, well, honestly, I don't know what I was expecting out of it. I think, I, I mean, I obviously did it just more for me to write them a letter. But um, I got a corn sticker in the mail and then, like, an offer to buy more of their CDs. <laughs> it, was like, it was almost like one of those Camelot music, check this box kind yeah, of forms. Columbia and house. Like, I don't know. And it, it just totally like, I was like, all right, I see you corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been better if they didn't respond at all. Right. <laughs> right. Know? Just let the kid have his like, you know, yeah. Little letter out there in the universe or whatever. Yeah, but and I, I look back on that now, and that was my way of of trying to move the scale, you know, like coming to terms or coming to peace with it, or, um, and I think that was that was probably the first time that I had, um, like even began to, uh, reach out in some way, however vague of a reach out that was, or like anonymous reach out that was, mm-hmm. um, just by like you know, a, a moment of solidarity for that kind of, um, yeah, yeah. For that kind of, yeah, uh, thought, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it did, it, it, it kind of tipped the scale a little bit more towards, you know, out of the anger and maybe more into the bargaining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind makes of thing. Sense. But I mean, that, um, that also like, not that it would be okay if you were a homosexual person, but then there is also like when that's, done to you it I, I imagine that there is like because just being a, a, a cisgender you're cisgendered I'm assuming because you're married to Bethany correct mm-hmm. okay uh, it, it just that experience of being a cisgendered male 
was challenging enough with all the homophobia because like it was almost like there was this game going on back then of like who's the gay one Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. like, and, and, and you didn't want to be the gay one. Right. <laughs> and right. it was fucking terrifying. And so, yeah. so it, within the context of the time that we grew up in, that's fucking terrifying. Like, that's not something like, um, that's, that's an external challenge to your sexuality that, uh, you know, that, that, that affects you psychologically on, on multiple levels, right? It's not just, mm-hmm. it, it's it like, I mean, uh, like, it's not just, uh, like you would have had problems with your sexuality anyway, because of the environment you grew up with. And then having this fucking secret must've been insane. Yeah. I mean, I mean, exactly that it's, um, yeah, it w- it was insane. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, th- this is like legitimate trauma we're talking about. Um, because this, the, the male environment was so toxic to begin with. And then in a small town, I can't imagine that, you know? I mean, I lived in a place where being gay was kind of okay, Mm-hmm. And then we still called like in in Spanish uh, there were still some some terms like pájaro, which is bird, but it's like a really aggressive way, and like you know, and mm-hmm. and, and obviously the classic maricón, mm-hmm. um, you know that shit, <laughs> that shit was real back then. Now like, yeah. and and almost like within the last few years, culture has finally caught up to these ideas. So yeah, that's fucking crazy, insane. Yeah, and within the within the last last couple of years, um, it, it it is uh, interesting to mention that you know I mean it is kind of that switch, um, which which goes back to that acceptance part, um, and I, I think I think that especially in the Midwest where you're starting to see a lot more, uh, I hate I hate the word like tolerance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it, it's such a shitty word. Um, no, I get, I, I see the problems with it, but, but, but just for a shorthand, we can use it. I, yeah, I also understand um, what you're saying. So it's like um, you have this, this, this new reality that's a possibility, um, a different, a different thought, and I think that is the acceptance part of grief. Yeah, and of that challenge. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, and and it's a fascinating thing because I feel like a lot of people are missing out on that boat. I think a lot of people are so hung up on Trump that they're not recognizing that, like, yeah, for a lot. I mean, just f- for the first time in culture, there is is acceptance in a way that I do feel like I feel like a lot. You know, again, not to get into the politics of things, but I think that on a cultural sense, like the civil rights movement kind of moved on its own and pressured culture, uh, you know, pressured mm-hmm. government to change. Uh, and then also credit to uh, LBJ because mm-hmm. he acknowledged, like he basically was going to be a one-term president because of that, but he did the fucking right thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so there are moments where culture leads to that. And I feel like we're in a space for that. Hopefully, you know, like, like that's, that's really, hopefully this Pope, new Pope, 
<laughs> which mm-hmm. is like Vatican <laughs> Vatican three. <III. laughs> yeah. And like, and by the way, that that that's when I knew we were deep into the into Catholicism. When you were said, when you dropped Vatican II, I was like, fuck. <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about some shit. <laughs> but go ahead. No, just just that I uh, I mean just the idea that it's it's okay uh because we don't know or or just complacent with it um or yeah a, a culture of of not not knowing anything and so it it's just kind of a far off distant joke or yeah. a passing conversation or something like that yeah um it's crazy how that happens but um I mean, since we were talking about um, the new pope and um, I mean, I, I don't know where hope comes into all of that. You know, I mean, because mm-hmm. hope is uh, hope and faith is such a huge part of Catholicism um, yeah. to where uh, like I, th- I think that's always been used as for me personally, just kind of this kind of catch all guys of like, you know, we'll have faith or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That's a really powerful tool to, to kind of balance out that guilt. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I mean, to some degree it's one, it's kind of, I mean, the problem is as systematic as climate change. Mm-hmm. And it makes people react the same way to some degree, right? Like right. Uh, on an individual level, pe- lives are being destroyed permanently, but how do you tackle it? Like, it, and, and uh, how, how is there a way, like, and obviously we're artists, so we're not even going to tackle it. The only thing that we can do is maybe talk about it. Right. But, but, but we're not going to necessarily challenge the church because that's not the life work. Like, <laughs> just because you're traumatized <laughs> by something doesn't mean you have to take it down. Right. Yeah. And that's a very valid uh, way to live your life. Um, but it's, it's, it, it is a difficult thing who's going to do it if, if not the people. You know, so how do these things get taken down? Like, it's almost like, you, you know, like when you have a big task to do, like, for example, not, <laughs> not to trivialize it, but like I'm getting ready for the Other Places Art Fair, which is in yeah. March 2nd, which I'm really excited about. And like, it's a monumental task uh, if you don't break it down into small elements, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, I need to get everybody that's going to be part of it and uh, to to you know organize and like all of that, but if it's just like oh okay a broad fucking thing, we're going to take down the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of rich people that don't want that. We're going to take right. down oil. Well, we're fighting seven, <laughs> eight wars right now over oil. Venezuela is about oil. It is it's propaganda, but propaganda is maybe too scientific a word. I feel like, and I think that magic, I think magical thinking, magical belief, the faith, you know, like right now we just Mm kind of are living on faith that, uh, we're going to fix these things. Like, especially with climate change, you know, there's no ticking clock on pedophilia in the church because we're not going (laughs) to, 
reach a pedophilic apocalypse, (laughs) 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 which sounds fucking horrible. (laughs) That's the name of a drive pedal. (laughs) (laughs) That will never sell. (laughs) It's a delay then, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Repeats. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I I get it. It's, uh, yeah, you just have to have faith that it's going to, that it's going to take care of itself. But But yeah, I I mean, what, what is that? What is that for the, for the Catholic church? Um, I mean, it's just basically, um, in my experience, you just have to like cut the funding or whatever. But if the people are the ones that fund it, you know, um, well, in, in the Santeria episode, one of the things that we covered was the fact that in in Santeria you can have your own shrine at home, and mm-hmm. I think and that's a very decentralizing and powerful thing because the the joke that I'm very proud of <laughs> <laughs> is that it's not like a Bowflex. You can't just put your shirts <laughs> on top of that shit, <laughs> you know. And it's a very personal experience, and I think that the 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 bridge. You know, like, like if you're, if you're coming at it from a completely secular approach and you're not accounting for the magic, the faith, the, 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 the sort of the self-deception that happens with faith, because that's what it is, right? Like, even with this podcast, I, um, like, there was a moment I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do it by myself because I was like, wait, what the fuck? Because I used to have a co-host. Mm-hmm. And then I was like... And I had to like literally deceive myself because at the moment it wasn't happening, right? I had to project into the future and have faith Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I would be able to make this and that it would take momentum so that at least I could have guests. Listenership is like a whole different story, right? Um, and, and, And so there is a power within that, but then it is also a problematic thing. It's the same thing as like when we were talking about the, um, that acceptance maybe is an ambition that we're putting on something that we're programmed not to be capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, wait, because for survival reasons, it's not pragmatic. Right. Like, like, you shouldn't be comfortable. Yeah. And like, for example, with your, with your experience, maybe the reason that you can't get away from it is because you don't want to be in that experience again. Right. And, right. and, and, and that's the, that's the human programming level of it, but then you have to deal with the trauma of it. So, so, so there's like a function for trauma. I mean, separating the act and the trauma, right? Like I'm, uh, um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's a reason why you experience this. That's a faith based argument. That's really bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right. If we're going through the whole spectrum, but, but, um, but yeah, it, it it's difficult to sort of say like, oh yeah, I should never think of that again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I, I think in, um, in terms of of trying to work to accept it, but still having that that drive to use it to protect yourself, um, you find that as the the definition of acceptance. Okay. You know that that is your new reality at that point. Yeah. Um, which 
uh, is a is a calming effect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I mean, how how do you how, so it, this was freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, I'm thinking 14 years old. Yeah, uh, 15. 15. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a little older than me at. Uh, in the year, because <laughs> I don't actually know your date of birth, but so yeah, uh, fourteen. How does how how does it manifest now? Like, because you we talked about like uh, like when you experience it now. Obviously, it's going to be different than right after. Uh, yeah. So, like, what in the context of now? What is that experience like? Like, um, like, like. W- like you said, it's a new reality. It's a it's a new way of experiencing. It's a new way of framing it, so that you can sort of live with it. But how do like does it give you anxiety? Does it give you like you know how is that primal side of it manifest itself in terms of feelings in your body? Um. Yeah, like you know, trust is a big thing with any trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that nature. That makes sense. Um, of anything. So I, I feel like that's probably the way that it manifests itself the most now, um, at this age. And even, even with the accepting of it and, and, you know, sort of, sort of just like scavenging what I, uh, can out of it for good. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah, the 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 trust aspect of it is still. Um, but that's a valid. That's a, yeah. Tr- yeah th- that, I mean, that's a that that that's that's a harsh way to learn that lesson, and and there right. may be some overcompensating. But I think that. Uh, but I, I think that that's not necessarily a negative function of. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Um. And uh, specifically, or with, unhealthy is is what I would mean. Not not obviously yeah. negative. Positive is a different thing. But like, I think that's healthy that you have trust issues after that. <laughs> <laughs> I would want you to. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just got a picture of, of someone that didn't have any trust issues. You know, <laughs> just immediately afterwards. What the hell? Yeah. Um. No, and it, and it's it's good, and it's um, I I think it's good, and I think it's part of like part of like that that road to acceptance or whatever, um, in um in the way that in the way that I photograph and even like a lot of the content, I think it's actually, um, it's it's allowed me to like strip things down to their basic form. Okay. Uh, to some degree. Um, and, uh, basically it, it's in the, the bargaining <laughs> aspect of it to where, you know, if I do this, do I get this out of it? If, you know, if I, if I can do this, can I, can I take this from it? Or it's like a, you know, giving and, and receiving type, um, thing. But in my, in my day to day interact, it's, it's made me, you know, very empathetic, Um, and, um, then that is, it kind of meshes more with like the culture of the Midwest. I feel like everybody's pretty, um, ah, 
I don't know if it, if it's empathy or anything, but you know that that thing that often gets misconstrued is like Midwest hospitality, where everybody's either just really nice or really dense, and you can't really tell. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that stereotype, but that's beautiful. <laughs> so I mean, to say that's that, a like, fun one to play with if that, if that's how people are perceiving you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like how 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 people are like, oh, I'm blonde, huh? And lean into yeah. that shit. <laughs> well, it's it's like I I don't know. I think I think it's helped me feel like I fit in more. Um, what, what the trust issues or sorry. I, I think just, just using that experience and like that, that stage of those stages of grief. Um, you know, I, I think it's helped me, uh, I don't, I don't want to say like blend in, but maybe blend in. (laughs) Well, it's interesting how you frame that because you, you're the, the, the assumption is that there's something that you that separates you from like there there uh the framing of that is that mm. there's something that automatically makes you different and it's and it and it is legitimately that kind of an experience but and so 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 that's interesting like the the phrasing of that you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like 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 i think the sense of needing to blend in is universal, but you're tying it to this, in, or, or I mean, you're tying it into this specific case. Um, I can understand how that would be a thing to overcome, right? Because it's something like, how do I talk to people about this? I I am not defined by it, but I've had to overcome it, right? Right. Right. Like, yeah. And that, that's a good point. Like not being defined by it, but it's, yeah. Um, no, no, no. I, I mean, I've, I, I have things that are less impactful that I wish didn't have that much of an effect on me. And to some degree I've been able to frame them out of my narrative, mm -hmm. but, um, but I understand, I can relate to that on a much less intense level. But that is an important thing because, um, because especially the way that you were saying is like the the need to blend in in relation to this experience. It, it's it's just I, I don't know. I, I, maybe you just misspoke, but it was it, it was a very interesting way. Like I feel not that you're not self aware. But I feel like there was something that you betrayed in the way you said that, that uh, resonated with me, which is that sense of uh, I am different and I need to conform, not conform or, or um, do, do, am I, am I, do, am I making sense or am I just out of line? No, no, no. That act, I mean, I, th- I think in the context of geography, I think in the context of, of like, Growing up in the Midwest, that's that's totally ingrained in you. Um, about fitting well, in. About fitting in. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. In me, it was. Um, and okay, so I, that's that's a pretty interesting thing then there. Because that the the idea of blending in and not standing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so, I mean, a very very just generic example of it would be. 
um, in, um, like when I went off to, uh, I, uh, after high school and I went to college and I dyed my hair blue, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and came back to the same small church and, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was very, uh, oh man, it was, it was Scandalous. like the celestial thing where the light came in through the stained glass window <laughs> and hit my hair at this perfect angle and reflected blue on the people behind them. And, you know, it's like, whoa, <laughs> that's a great like, <laughs> thing that happened. But so I guess back to not to go back, but I was the topic of conversation after that mass, you know, of like the gossip of like, did you see what Tony did and all yeah. this other stuff? And so, I mean, it was just I, I think over the years I had tried to make those little which everybody does, I assume, Um it tries to make those little steps to differentiate themselves and then are met with resistance. Do you know who the uh, West Memphis Three are? The, they're the, uh, the goth kids that uh, got, like, it, that. this shit is real. Like, that pressure uh, to conform, I actually don't even know. Oh, well, they're in Memphis because <laughs> they're the West <laughs> Memphis Three. But, uh, but yeah, like that. The, but it's interesting that, so you had an ex- so this was after the yeah the, okay because yeah. because then is that part of the anger? I think I think so. I okay. think that's 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 one of those. So um, you're so uh, you're, acting, yeah. you're so you're tr- you've internalized these things. You're trying to express who you are in this non or in this conformist sort of uh, pressure to conform society uh, community. And, and you were acting out like this. How old are you at this time? Like 16? Uh, well, well, the blue hair, that would have been like 19. 19. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I can, I, I can dig that. Like, uh, now you're a man and you yeah. can start making your own decisions. And fucking do what I want. Yeah. 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 And fuck <laughs> all of you. Yeah. No, that's, that, 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 that's, uh, that, that's why I bring up the West Memphis three. They, they were people, there, there was a, it was a guy, it was three people, but one of the people, they had it out for him because he was kind of like that. He was kind of an outsider. And mm-hmm. this was a big thing in the 90s. Pearl Jam and a bunch of different people like spoke out because it was just a goth kid that was being a goth kid in a community. Uh, and they accused him of murder, but he actually believed in God. So he had no... Like he had faith that he, that there's no, and this is all from last podcast on the left. There was no way that he was going to be um, convicted because he was actually fucking innocent. So he was talking shit and he was like, you know, and he was being brazen and, 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 and because he just thought it was such a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but, but that's a real thing that, that like, <laughs> that relationship with, like, cause for me, it was fucking easy. I mean, Miami, <laughs> everybody was a raver, you know, the, 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 there's an episode coming out about how fucking <laughs> degenerate we were, <laughs> but like, yeah, the, like that, that makes sense that, so the trauma just, is, just gets compounded by the environment like right. i mean you like you dismiss like or you you acknowledge that it was a geographical thing but it it's also a, an experience that you went because of the geography yeah yeah 
Yeah. And, um, yeah, see, I can only speculate, but I, I don't, I don't think I would have had a, 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 the same experience in like a larger metropolitan area oh, or, you no, know, you can you fucking know, anything hide. like that. Yeah. Even high school. Like I went from a, I, I went from a, a high school <laughs> that someone recently described on an episode described, uh, as the bad kids high school, but it was really just this <laughs> kid, the school that the kids with learning disabilities went to. And a lot of those kids just ended up being bad kids cause they didn't get that shit addressed. <laughs> and that was like 200 students. And then I went to public school and I was just anonymous <laughs> where I was like 2000. And by the time I graduated, it was like, I think 6,000. Cause they had a boom because of hurricanes and shits. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, that's like, that's, that's fucking insane. That's, that's, See, I, had the, thir- I had 36 in my senior class. Jesus. 36 kids. I don't even know. So it's really, <laughs> I don't even know how many that is. <laughs> You have to like count count backwards Jesus. or something upside you know, down. You want to know something sad? That's smaller than the class sizes here in LA that the teachers were striking over. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a moment. Uh, it's it, talking about all this broader stuff. Yeah, I and and that's like that's why I wanted to be careful when I asked about. Um, uh, Colombia and Missouri in general, mm-hmm. but it does feel like when we hear about things in St. Louis, you know, um, and 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 stuff like that. Like there, not that that stuff isn't happening over here too, on a on a very different, like more low key mm-hmm. level, but um, but yeah just the idea of, of, of small towns. And especially like, I don't really contemplate Missouri (laughs) (laughs) until it comes up in the news. It's not like Florida or Ohio, which are electorally, uh, relevant in this really weird way. Um, it's, it's that, it's that sense of flyover country that people like that, that, um, Slur, I I would say is yeah, I mean, you know, because it's it's a way of dismissing and marginalizing people. But I am curious about that experience, and it does seem like there are like there are a lot of small town dynamics, which is natural in every country, right? Yeah, like you yeah. got you got England trying to do Brexit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, xenophobia is not an American thing exclusively. The Danes don't like the Finns. And as far as I'm concerned, all those countries are just dick-shaped countries that are like (laughs) (laughs) all stacked on top of each other. (laughs) So there's to my ignorance, because I do do have people in Finland that listen, or Sweden, or (laughs) one of those countries. And I've been waiting to drop that joke. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, So yeah, man. I mean, do you want to tie a bow on it? Or I think we're, we're getting towards the end. Yeah, sure. Uh, like, um, I, I don't want to make you talk too much more about trauma, but oh, maybe, no. maybe squeeze I mean, out a, lim- a little bit more from that tube of toothpaste if you got it. Right on. Um, no, I, I – uh, you used the term the, the flyover. Yeah. And there's, there's like little pockets of, of people in Missouri that are uh, – 
it, Missouri is kind of a weird demographic anyway. Like the only time you were saying uh, it, 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 when it's in the news, like if there's a Trump rally, like we had a Trump rally here in Columbia mm-hmm. and they had it at the airport, you know, yeah. which is, which is like 15 miles outside of town okay. and people walking like five miles to see the parking lot or whatever to see Trump speak and make these signs that are just tigers for Trump or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, I don't even know what that means. Well, the university of Missouri, their mascots, the tigers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so you see on, you know, CNN or well, actually, you know, C-SPAN or Fox or whatever. And you've got all these people that have been waiting outside for five or six hours with their tiger for Trump sign and he just kind of like lands and his and the biggest conversation the next day wasn't anything that he said but it was just that like air force one buzzed their house essentially you know like buzzed their that house? like flew really low because the airports oh, okay. in this kind of remote area and, and obviously the um like we don't really have any air. We have, I think American has like one flight that flies out of here, two flights a day or something like that. Wow. But they're flying like really small two engine, um, like maybe 50 passenger jets or whatever. It's nothing huge. It's not like 747 is flying over every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and air force so, one is a 747, right? Yeah. Or, and or something it, like that. I don't know. Well, yeah. And, and our airport's so small here that he, he flew a, a different type of aircraft, oh, okay. a smaller, smaller version of it. Um, anyway. Yeah. And so that was the conversation the next day, like at work, um, oh, yeah. it was more about the airplane or anything like that. So, uh, it's, it's that I, I like to think that that's still the, maybe the denial stage of, of our nation's grief, <laughs> like this whole election, you know, cause there's been the whole bargaining, there's been the, you know, the shock, denial, anger, bargaining, you know, can yeah. we get him impeached? What if we do this? Can we get him impeached? What if we do this? And I think, um, well, I think that, sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I mean, it, it, it kind of plays in, into all of that. Um, um, but I see that more in, um, like these smaller Midwestern towns, you know, and specifically, in, um, around here, even the outskirts of Columbia, if you can imagine being any smaller, you know, there's, there's populations of 800 and 400 and 200 towns around here yeah, that yeah, yeah. are, are, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what. I think that there is a very strong sense of righteousness on the left, which mm-hmm. which lacks the empathy to sort of understand where these people are coming from, right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, we've talked about how problematic some of the dynamics in these communities are, but if we can understand <laughs> the way that these things work, yeah. right, it, it can be helpful. And, and so, like... Um, I don't think I like, I, I spent a lot of time the last, uh, or recently talking about like how racist the left is, but I think that they're also racist towards white people in a very specific way, which is this idea that there's this ignorance and like the flyover state mentality and all of that, rather than understanding, like they're like taking the time 
to sort of get a sense of what what the dynamics of these communities is and mm-hmm. and appealing to that and right. so the disconnect this and this is why I like having these conversations with with you know people in these communities that like this is why I'm so fascinated by the the quality of art that's coming out from uh the people that I follow in in Missouri and um there is the, uh, the, you know, uh, I, I'll call him my friend cause he's been on the show <laughs> as a shorthand friend of the show, Peter Max Lawrence, who's the person that, uh, who's uh-huh. the, the gay man who I told you, uh, uh, grew up in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, he taught me this idea that, um, the term white trash is racist against minorities because it somehow puts the lowest white people <laughs> as above everyone else because they're still white trash. They're mm-hmm. the trashiest white people. Yeah. And, 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 but I think that what that covers up is the class argument, which has, or, or, which, which has come up in our conversation, right? The idea mm-hmm. that they're, the, the, the issues aren't just racial, they're based on class. And there's this guy, guy standing I, I know it sounds like I said the word guy twice, but his name is literally Guy Standing. Uh, he talks about um, how there's a disconnect between people that think that, like, it, it, he was talking specifically about the Euro Day protesters, but it applies also to the um, to the Occupy Wall Street people. Mm-hmm. And the Occupy Wall Street protest, what it really was, was a class of people saying, hey, we exist and this is our personhood. We don't, we are the 99%. We, <laughs> you've taken everything from us. And the criticism is that they didn't have an agenda, but their agenda was essentially, according to Guy Standing, to say like, this is who we are. And now they need to move into other, other directions. But what I find interesting about Guy Standing's work is that he talks about how what these people that are coming from the left are reacting to is the same thing that's affecting people on the right that don't identify with this movement. So a lot so I think where culture is headed, which is an interesting thing right now, is that the the you know, and this whole Trump thing, Trump isn't the problem. Trump is <laughs> is, is the symptom. Like he's the yeah. sore throat. And and so people are on either side are starting to get a little bit more hip to that. And, and, and so what Guy Standing says is that just because the people that are on the left, because what, what the protesters in, in the precariat are protesting for is not um, the old mechanism, is not the old jobs. So like when Trump is doing the whole, oh, we'll bring out back coal jobs. He's appealing to these this group of people that can't relate to the Occupy Wall Street protesters, but they're the same class. Right. And slowly they're going to eventually realize that. And once that happens, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> 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 and so I so so that's like I'm definitely, you know, I find that that these conversations are helpful. And and even though I mean we've basically talked about how problematic the community is, we've talked about, I mean, how 
in terms of like processing a trauma, it's not where you want to be, <laughs> right? <laughs> Essentially, especially right, one right. that has to do with sexuality and, 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 uh, and, you know, uh, Latino cultures get a lot of shit for being machista, but so is American culture. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so yeah, so I, I, I find all this fascinating. I didn't realize that my show was worthy of this kind of conversation. And I really appreciate <laughs> you bringing this to me. <laughs> yeah. Man. No, like fucking a, hey, that I, I'm, I'm incredibly flattered that this is what you wanted to talk about to me. Uh, um, thank you. Uh, you can talk now. <laughs> my, no, I mean, I'm nervous I, talking now. <laughs> No, I I, uh, I think what you're doing uh, with the show is is um, I mean it, it's uh, I've I've listened to uh, the majority of of the of the podcast that you have. Oh, thank you. And um, no, I mean I mean I've I've learned so much just by listening to it, and I've um, learned too. <laughs> I, I I will say it's been kind of. <laughs> It was kind of surreal hearing your voice like through the headphones for the first time. <laughs> it was like, shit, did I turn on another? Am I listening? To and, and you do the you do the intro so perfectly each time. Yeah, I have it memorized. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, this is just like the podcast. <laughs> I am incredibly flattered. I am incredibly <laughs> flattered and honored, and and uh, and I really appreciate um, you you putting me in the spot because this was not where I thought. We've had such light conversations about gear. I was like, oh, I wonder what we're going to talk about. <laughs> We've talked about like uh, um, electronics and soldering and shit like that. And yeah. we're both fans of, uh, of, of, of that pedal show and JHS uh, has a vlog of, of that stuff. So that's where we're coming from. So when yeah. we went here, he's I was... A, he's a Kansas City kid. Oh, that's right. No, I think he's I, from North Alabama. He's from, yeah, he's from he, Alabama. I think yeah. he's been in KC for a long time, though. Yeah, he might be based but. out of there now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, have you seen his uh, uh, um, revelator, his built revelator? The, oh, uh, yeah. That thing is so See, nice. See, and they're, they're Midwest, too. They're from Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's, it's so... And, and whenever I see something like in Ferguson happening... Uh, I understand that there is race, racism involved, um, but there's also isolation and there's also bubbles, and and that's mm -hmm. that's a systemic thing, and 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 to blame white people for that uh, is somewhat legitimate, but not the poor white people, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, not like like the like. It, it's it's a very you know we don't we won't have to get into the uh, the the police shootings and shit like that but but there is some really important stuff happening there that that uh, is informing the broader conversation and, yeah and 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 so yeah this shit is it's it's almost like more fun more than anything I'm having fun seeing the world happen. <laughs> yeah as i'm doing this show and 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 less doom and gloomy because i get to see to talk to people from different perspectives that uh that help me get out of my venezuela research <laughs> <laughs> 
Right on. Because <laughs> otherwise, I just go in my own bubble, and I don't know what the fuck everybody else is. It's, I think this checking in shit is is helpful. So thank yeah. you so much, man. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, and we should just have a conversation via phone sometime, just to catch yeah, up. Yeah, totally. And not totally. talk about something so heavy because <laughs> we're we're essentially already friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Anything you want to promote? Uh, and you can also plug for no. uh, for Bethany. Uh, yeah, listen to her. She's she's the one that has the good stuff. Well, I mean, I think everybody knows uh, knows what a badass she is just from hearing yeah. <laughs> hearing your she's story. Amazing. You know, like she's amazing. Uh, yeah, that uh, I I I already had a sense that you guys were the healthiest relationship that I've seen on Instagram. <laughs> of the people, was I it was it our matching user picks? That came <laughs> you don't have user picks that are matching. <laughs> no, you're you're very. Uh, it's almost like uh, there's this genuine respect to the way you guys, it's not like sappy, like, Oh, this is my hubby, blah, 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 blah. Kissy, kissy, kissy. <laughs> it's like, Oh, my badass husband. Here's a picture of him having a good time, you know, and, and, and shit like that. So. Oh, well, thanks dude. I, I really appreciate you guys. And I really appreciate this conversation. Uh, and I, uh, look forward to having more conversations with you, man. Yeah, All right. me too. This is like this is like when uh, Latinos say goodbye for thirty minutes in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, Irons International Irons with uh, underscores. Yeah, or uh, I I do actually have a website, and it's just ironsinternational.com. Ironsinternational.com. Mm-hmm. Is it an abbreviated international or is no, it? No, the website's spelled out. I think my okay. Instagram is, is abbreviated. Abbreviated. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't, yeah. All right. Have a nice night. <laughs> you too. I'm going to have my last beer and relax. <laughs> right on. All right. Take it easy, dude. Take it easy, man.